Hot dog neck. Hold up. This dude says I'm a hot dog neck. Well, this this hot dog neck makes more money than you. I can afford to look like a hot dog neck. <laughs> can you afford hot dogs? Let's answer that question, Greg Phillips. I can afford to look like a hot dog neck. Question is, can you afford a hot dog? Let's talk about that. Anyways, R. Kelly. So he's been found guilty of um, racketeering and sex trafficking. We know you're broke. That's no shocker there. We know you're broke. You didn't drop anything new and profound upon us that we didn't already know. We know. You're hanging out in my chat with no avatar. That's an automatic indicator that you're broke. Anyways, forgot what I was saying. R. Kelly has been convicted of racketeering and sex trafficking. Now, before I give my little speech, I don't care what none of y'all say. I'm not throwing away my 12 play, my TP2000, or my Chocolate Factory albums. Those are the only albums that I ever really liked by R. Kelly, for the most part, and a couple songs here and there. But I'm not giving them up. I will play the R. Kelly music if I feel like it with no shame. That's just the way it's going to be. I got a lot of memories to some of those CDs. I got to sneeze real quick. Hold on. All right. Had to get that sneeze out. So I'm not throwing away my music. Um, that's that. Now, as far as his, um, as far as him being found guilty, it is what it is. You understand? And the reason I'm saying this, cause you go up and down these YouTube, these black YouTube streets, these black YouTube streets, you got video after video of, uh, this is a bad look for black men. What black men can learn from R. Kelly. Black society is to blame for R. Kelly. Black people, R. Kelly, black. No, 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 no. This is all R. Kelly's fault. This ain't got nothing to do with me. It ain't got nothing to do with you. This is his fault. R. Kelly was the one who put himself in this predicament. He should have learned the first time after he beat his first case. He chose not to learn. He went through and did whatever he was convicted of doing or whatever they got him up on, whatever. This all his fault. Now he's looking at possibly spending uh, possibly the rest of his life in prison, potentially. I don't know. But this is all his fault. So I don't even understand why black folks is just quick to be like, this is black people's fault. Somebody actually had that. Somebody actually put up a video talking about. Where, let me find it. Hold on. Where is who 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 shared that video? Somebody put a video up. What was the title of it? Let me see. It was uh somebody had reshared it. Let me find it. All right, my phone's acting all slow. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, here it is. Somebody put a video up titled. Dear black people, we are guilty, guilty in all caps. This person named the Bishop, T-H-E-E -E Bishop. He says the title of his video is Dear Black People, we are guilty for allowing talent to overshadow the sickness. Nah, Negro, I ain't guilty of nothing. <laughs> I am not, I ain't guilty of nothing. All I did was buy a CD back in the day, which I got it from the bootleg, man. All I did was listen to some music. That's it. What R. Kelly was doing in his personal life off the stage, outside of the recording booth, when he was with them girls, that's between R. Kelly, them women, them girls, and their parents, and now the law. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't guilty of nothing. I have the right to enjoy good music, regardless of who it's made by. What they do in their personal life when they are not entertaining people, they ain't got nothing to do with me and they ain't got nothing to do with black society. So I don't even know why people are making these stupid titles trying to blame black people, blame black men. What they got to do with me? And then so what? You want to blame black men, right? Well, all you niggas in the room with R. Kelly? Or was it just R. Kelly and his crew? Like, like what are we even talking about here? 
I get it. You got to get your clicks on YouTube. You got to make your money, but get real. What, what does any of this have to do with black society? That's a decision he chose to make as a fully grown man. That's a decision them girls' parents chose to make by sending their daughters to deal with this dude after they knew about what happened in uh, with, with the first tapes. That's a decision them other grown women chose to get involved with this dude and subject themselves to whatever he had going on in his house. That's 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 between all them people right there. They ain't got nothing to do with black folks. They ain't got nothing to do with us at all. Nothing at all. So I don't even see how this is black society's fault. It's R. Kelly's fault. R. Kelly is the reason why he is in the predicament he's in. He chose to make decisions that he probably shouldn't have decided to make. And now, unfortunately, he got to deal with what he got to deal with. That ain't got shit to do with me. That ain't got shit to do with everybody else out there. That's between Kells and the law and everybody else that was involved in that case. Ain't got nothing to do with me. I, you know, I only want to hear these stories about how this is a, is this an L for black men? How is this an L? Listen, if you're a black man out there and you ain't messing with underage girls or doing whatever the heck he was accused of doing, I don't see how this is an L for you and you shouldn't have nothing to worry about. So how is that an L for you? How does that make you look bad? If you are a grown man and you're not out there messing with the babies, you shouldn't have nothing to worry about. You shouldn't even be comparing yourself up to an R. Kelly to where you can get caught up in some craziness like that regardless of the circumstances if you ain't doing that stuff then what you got to worry about player just going out there and mess with women your age you'll be all right <laughs> you know just don't lock them in the just don't lock them in the room and and put buckets in there for them to uh you know go to the bathroom and you'll probably be okay so i don't even understand what we're talking about here look it is what it is i don't feel sad for the dude i don't feel nothing like I say, he's not like he's my favorite artist of all time, although I think he is super talented and everybody, everybody can agree he's super talented and he's put out some amazing music over the years. But at the end of the day, I ain't never met Kells. I ain't related to the dude. I have no connection to him whatsoever. Other than the couple CDs I bought back in the day that I was listening to while I was over here trying to set the mood. That, that, that's it. That's all. That's the only connection I got. And that's not even a connection to him. That's just a connection to his talent that he was selling. That's it. That's it. So I don't see what this got to do with black, black society, black men. This is, this is all R. Kelly. All these videos about how this is going to make black men look. You know, listen, it, don't go out there messing with underage teenage girls and you ain't got to worry about it, player. <laughs> There's plenty of grown women out there. You know, yeah, some of them might have babies. Hey, it is what it is, but just don't go messing with teenage girls and you ain't got to worry about how this is making black men look. No, this is how it's making R. Kelly look. This is how it's making everybody who likes to mess with underage girls. This is how it's making them look in this day and age. That, that's, that's the only people this is affecting. You understand? So I don't even see what people are upset about while, while these long drawn debates are taking place. All these... Black society is the blame. No, no. R. Kelly is the blame. R. Kelly and everybody that was around him. You can throw his you can throw his ex-wife in the mix. You can throw his uh, entourage in the mix. Them parents of them girls and then them lawyers that are involved. That Those are all the people that you can be pointing fingers at to figure out what's really going on. Ain't got nothing to do with me over here. So here, here's the famous one. Hugh Hefner did the same thing and never went to jail. He had powerful people, including politicians, lawyers, judges, bankers, that went to the Playboy Whorehouse Mansion with underage girls. You know, here's the thing. I don't know all the details about Hugh Hefner, but I will say this. Have there been like a slew of girls that came out alleging Hugh Hefner did something to them that, you know, they 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 like they later regretted or, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't recall that. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't recall there being like a whole bunch of women who just decided to come out and be like, Hugh Hefner locked me in the room and had me doing this. Hugh Hefner had me doing this. Like, if did that happen? I don't know. But regardless, what Hugh Hefner got to do with R. Kelly? <laughs> Hugh Hefner's dead. What does Hugh Hefner have to do with R. Kelly? If, they didn't, if Hugh Hefner was out there doing some crazy stuff, and they didn't do whatever they were supposed to do with him. It's too late for that. 
He's dead. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I mean, I, I don't know what else you want me to say. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Plus, Hugh Hefner was in California. Kel's being charged in New York and Chicago. Maybe the laws are slightly there. I don't know. But regardless of all that, this is all Kel's fault. You say he had an ex-fiance speak out against him. So just one? It wasn't like 50 of them? It wasn't like 100? Like, you know, I'm pretty sure you could find more than just one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. But what I'm hearing, R. Kelly had like 50 people speaking out against him. True or not, that's not for me to decide. That's for the people who sat on the jury to decide. But it is what it is. So I just wish y'all would just stop coming around here talking about how this is going to affect black men, how this is going to affect black society. Oh, this is the single mother's fault. No, this is R. Kelly's fault. Yeah, R. Kelly may have been abused as a kid. He may have grew up in a messed up situation where, you know, he can't read, he can't write. He was sexually assaulted or molested when he was a kid. I, I get all that. All sad, all tragic. But at the same time, he's an adult. I mean, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? He put himself in these positions. What, what else you want to talk about? He put himself in these positions. He should have learned after the first trial. He, you know, he got away with it on the first trial. He should have learned. He didn't learn. He didn't learn. He didn't, you know, I don't know. What, what else you want me to say? He didn't, he didn't learn. He decided to go out there and just keep doing Kells. And now Kells, he's going to be in jail doing Kells. You know what I'm saying? Hosting uh, jailhouse talent shows and probably winning every single one of them. I don't know. But this is all Kells' fault. This is all his fault. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't feel bad for the dude. I don't feel sorry. I don't feel nothing. Because once again, I don't know him. I just know his music. That's it. Like y'all. None of y'all know him. Very few. Matter of fact, I think there's only one person that I know that actually knew R. Kelly. But um, I never met the dude. So I, I don't have any connection to the dude. Uh R. Kelly's handlers really should have followed the advice from the boondocks, especially the part about taking away his cameras, getting them counseling, and introducing them to older women. Yeah, um, listen, you know, Kells was that dude back in the day. You know, when, you, when you're like a celebrity of that status, I think it's going to be very hard for you to find some handlers or some people who are just going to tell you, no, that's not a good idea. Uh, most people... Most celebrities of that status tend to keep a bunch of people, keep a bunch of yes people around. And I don't know if they consciously do it, meaning I don't think they're consciously looking out, looking for yes people. But I think the people that come around him, that he that become a part of his entourage or, or they end up working for him, they turn themselves into yes people because they don't want to go back out there and get a regular job and live a regular normal life. I mean, look, if you're a part of his entourage or you're a part of his staff or whatever, every time he goes on this, on a, on a, on a concert tour, you're going on the concert tour. You're behind the scenes. You're at all the parties everywhere. Kells is you're there. So what if you're that one dude that works for R Kelly and you're looking, you're like, man, this is a bad idea. I bet you a lot of those people were thinking, man, this is a bad idea. You should, they're thinking in their head, Kel should not be doing this, but they're probably also thinking, I don't want to give up this lifestyle and go back to, you know, mopping up floors at Wendy's, just going back to being a regular person to where now I got to pay to go to the concerts to where now I can't get access to the VIP and pop bottles and hang out with the stars and see all these fine women, young and old coming around. So I think a lot of these so-called yes people that were around Kel's they turn themselves into yes people because they don't want to give up that lifestyle. Even if they're getting paid pennies, let's just say that he's paying somebody like $50,000 a year to be security or something like that. That's not a lot of money, but most people would, most people would probably rather make $50,000 a year doing security for a high profile celebrity than doing $50,000 a year working at some random job. So these people turn themselves into yes people. So, I don't think anybody like like my man said in that about the boondocks. I don't think anybody was really going to tell R. Kelly no, for fear of Kells will probably fire them. 
and now they're back to just being regular people like the rest of us. Says the cold part is that my wife and I invite our friends over for spades and bones and we still step in the name of love. Other than that, it is what it is. Look, step in the name of love was a great song. It come on. I might get up and start stepping my damn self. I mean, look, I'm not all the R. Kelly music that I have that I like. I'm not I'm not going to be out there throwing it in the trash. I'm not canceling his music. I'll still play his music. I'll roll. I'll roll around right now with the windows rolled down in my car, bumping some R. Kelly. Don't matter to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I have I can clearly separate the artist from the actual person. Doesn't mean that I'm team R. Kelly. Like I'm not team anybody. I'm team G Dizzle. <laughs> I'm team G Dizzle. Like I say, what R. Kelly was doing when he was not on stage and when he was not in the recording booth making songs and making videos, uh, music videos, I should say, that ain't got uh that's that's between R. Kelly and everybody that was involved in that and them lawyers. They ain't got nothing to do with me. So it is what it is. What about Larry Nasser, white guy in prison for touching female gymnastic champions? I don't even know who that is. But if he if he was out there touching people, violating them, then hey, if the law says he got to get up out of here, he got to get up out of here. Listen, you know we we can go down the list naming names all day long, right? We can go down the list naming names all day long. But the fact of the matter is, if uh, somebody takes you to court. And the lawyers get on you and prove that you're guilty of whatever uh, they're they're accusing you of. You're gonna have to go sit down for a while. If they don't prove you're guilty, then you know, hey, you beat the case. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. So you could throw Hugh Hefner out here. You could throw Harvey Weinstein. You could throw anybody out there. <laughs> it comes down to who's in that who's in that courtroom. But, man, they're just coming after the black peoples, man. Well, I mean, isn't Harvey Weinstein going to prison? Our Harvey Weinstein was out there doing all kind of grotesque things on, on that uh, couch, from what I hear. And it was about to have your boy, the billionaire, before he, uh, before he uh, allegedly killed himself. He was about to be spending the rest of his life in prison, too. But the point is, the point is, this is all Kel's fault. He put himself in these predicaments, man. That's the point. Separating art from the person because Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis are still praised. So if they can separate art from the man, then why not in this case? Super facts. Super duper facts. You know, you got people out there that are ride and die for Elvis and Jerry Lee uh, Lewis to this day because, you know, they, they thoroughly enjoyed their music. And guess what? I can, I can uh, still enjoy R. Kelly's music, too. I mean, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, we all like Tupac, right? Didn't he go to prison for rape? We're going to forget about Pac. Everybody considers Pac to be the greatest rapper of all time, the most influential rapper of all time. Y'all also forgot before he, uh, y'all also forgot he spent like nine months in prison for, for allegedly raping a woman. Was found guilty. Y'all forgot about that. When he got out, he signed a death row. Dropped his uh his his last album and got killed. I'm just saying, y'all revere Tupac like a mug, but you know he was a technically a convicted uh rapist slash sexual abuser of sorts. His damn self. I'm just saying, but I still play all eyes on me. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I still listen to Pac, Mike Tyson too. Forgot about Tyson. Mystical, too. I mean, it's a whole bunch of people that get caught up in this, man. You know what I'm saying? A whole bunch of people that are entertainers that that have that get caught up in this or have gotten caught up in this that people just ignore whatever they did. Yeah, because Mystical went to jail. He, he, he went to sit down for a couple years, too, over something. You know, people still like Mystical. Or at least his old stuff. So, you know, how come I can't like Kells? I'm like I'm like R. Kelly's music, um, you know, especially that my favorite album was a uh, TP 2000. I don't know. I like Chocolate Factory, too. I don't between TP 2000 and Chocolate Factory. Ugh, I'm probably going to have to go with TP 2000. That was probably the best album. I just love the way the album opened up. Ugh, that was a great album. 
but I ain't, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop playing it. But I'm not gonna be out here caping for him either. And like, hey, you're a grown man. How, R. Kelly is 54 years old. That dude is 13 years older than me, so he he can he can he can go out there and figure some things out. He may have to go sit down if he actually did what they say he did. If he didn't, then, you know, we got the whole acquittal. We got the, uh, not the acquittal, but the, uh, look, I ain't never been to jail before. What was what is, what is it called? The appeal process. You can go out there, file his appeals, do what he got to do, man. But I'm not going to be sitting around here caping for this dude. One way or the other, feeling sorry. Because at the end of the day, he is responsible for putting himself in this predicament. He's responsible for it. Yeah, TP2. I don't know why I keep calling it TP2000, but TP2. Like, I think because it came out in 2000. That's why I keep calling it that, but that was the best album. Um, yep. Yep, those are the two best albums right there. So... This ain't got nothing to do with black society, y'all. That's all I really want to come on here and say. This ain't got nothing to do with black society. Uh, if you're a black male out there and you're not out there trying to uh, diddle young women, young girls, then you shouldn't have nothing to worry about. You shouldn't be around here. You shouldn't be on YouTube sweating bullets like, oh, Lord, they's coming after the black man. No, they're only coming after black men who mess with underage girls. If you ain't messing with underage girls, you shouldn't have to worry about being caught up like R. Kelly. <laughs> like, 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 I don't even know. I mean, it just, it, it's, it's really that simple at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I, was look, I, was, I was looking at some streams earlier. I was like, really? Y'all really out here thinking they finna come after you? Are you out there messing with underage girls? If not, then what you got to worry about? You know what I'm saying? Like, like what are we talking about here? <laughs> Mess with grown women. But some of the some of the girls days be looking grown. Well, go 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 uh you figure something out, figure a new method out of verifying their age, man. Go mess with baby mamas. Like, listen, I don't know. All I'm saying is this is just one of these things that I look at them as like this is this is this is something that just doesn't cross my mind, right? It's like I don't know. I'm trying to think, man. It's just like in this, especially in this day and age. Cause look, cause look, okay, here's the thing. Cause I know some people like to bring up, well, what about older women that mess with younger guys? Right. So I, I was in that predicament once I was 16. I was messing with a 23, 24 year old woman. Right. I'm never going to drop dimes on her. I'm never going to be like, Oh, she was, she was messing with. No, I know exactly what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And, and we got the, the mission accomplished. <laughs> Regardless of the legalities of the situation, mission was accomplished on numerous occasions, right? And I knew what I wanted to do. And so those young girls, they knew what they wanted to do because I was a 16-year-old messing with a grown woman at one point too. And it was a conscious decision that I made. So these girls, they made a conscious decision to do it too. So I'm not going to sit here and that like, the girls are just because they're like 15, 16 or whatever. They don't know what the hell. No, they know what they're doing. They knew what they were doing. They knew damn well what they were doing. But, but here's the thing. The law says something else. When you actually get caught up and then people start going to report you to the police. And now the police got to come out here and investigate some stuff and, and have the lawyers come out there because if somebody had to found out I was messing with this 23, 24 year old woman. And let's just say that, the laws were just as strict on women as they are on men. Well, even though I made a conscious decision to do it, I wasn't going to get in trouble. She was going to get in trouble. It's kind of like that teacher. Um, what's her name? Mary Laterno, Mary Kate Laterno or something like that, where she was messing with that 12 year old boy and she ended up going to prison. And then I think he ended up waiting for her. She got out of prison. They ended up getting married. And then I think she died of cancer like two or three years ago or something like that. It's, it's kind of on some crap like that, but the boy never got in trouble because obviously he was the minor. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way with these girls. They're not going to get in trouble because they're the minor. I would have never gotten in trouble either because I was a minor. And the woman I was messing with, she would have gotten in trouble, right? But so I'm saying, even though it was a conscious decision she made and I made, 
if somebody had found out that was hating <laughs> or if I or if I decided I, I was, you know, I decided I wanted to get some payback after a little bitch or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And be like, oh, I was messing with this woman, whatever the case may be. I'm not, I wasn't going to get in trouble. I was a minor. Even though I made the decision to do what I do along with her, I was still a minor. And she would have had to face the consequences of her action because of the law. And it would have been what it was. You know what I'm saying? So now Kells kind of finds himself in that predicament as well. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure Kells made a conscious decision. The young girls he was messing with or that he allegedly was messing with, they made a conscious decision too. But now somehow the law got involved because somebody started telling Maybe the money was running dry and, you know, all kinds of things happened that led up to this, to where we currently are today. And now he's facing, you know, <laughs> he's about to go sit down for a while. Even though everybody involved made conscious decisions, you know what I'm saying? But the law, as is written, it doesn't care about conscious decisions. All it cares about is that hard line of 18 years old or whatever the uh, legal age of your state is. That's all it cares about, even though there's technically no difference between a 16, 17-year-old and an 18-year-old. You're all young and stupid, but according to the way the society is set up, for some reason, that's the magic number right there. <laughs> that's the magic number. Because, you know, I got a cousin that got caught up in something like this. He was, um, he was like 19. He was messing with like a 16 or 17 year old or something like that. I mean, I think they dated in high school. Or they knew they had a previous relationship. They knew each other. But anyway, it was still within like a two or three year window. Anyways, he got caught in the act of smashing by the girl's parents and they wouldn't file some. Uh, they hit him with the statutory rape charges. Um. I'm trying to think. I don't think he went to jail, but I think he ended up getting put on probation for like 10 years and then had to register on the uh, sex offenders list or something like that. Um, it, it was he, he had a rough 10 years. I put it that way. He had a, he had a rough 10 years. Um, his life is all turned around now. You know what I'm saying? He's doing well, making money, happily married with a kid, doing the damn thing. But at that time, being that he was only like 18, 19, messing with this girl that was like two or three years younger than him. And the parents didn't like it. And they especially didn't like it when they caught him in the bedroom smashing. You know, they tried to ruin him. You know what I'm saying? Even though there was a two, three-year window. But because he was above that cutoff line, the law was like, hey, yeah, you may still be a teenager technically because of your age, but the cutoff line says you're an adult and it says she's a minor. So now we got to, you know, go ahead and throw some charges on you. This is kind of how it goes, man. You know what I'm saying? Now, I wouldn't put my cousin in the same category as him because to me, I'm just like, dude, they're teenagers. Yeah, even though he's 18, 19, she's still 16, 17. Like, really? <laughs> really? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's still that, what are we doing here, bud? The law at that time, I don't know if the laws changed or what, I don't know. But at that time, you know, he got, he got, like I said, I think he got put on like 10 years probation or something like that. But, you know, that's kind of how it is. Even though he made a conscious decision, she made a conscious decision. The law doesn't care about that when it comes to uh, that cutoff line. So now Kells is uh, looking like, looking like he's going to have to go sit down for a hot little minute. Next time we see Kells, if he, if he ever gets out, because, you know, this ain't over with. He got to go. This is just the first trial. He got he got he got cases pending in Chicago and Illinois with the state and the feds out there. So this is just the first one. He got like at least two more trials to go through. So let's just say let's just say he gets convicted on all this crap. Kells might Kells might actually spend the rest of his life in prison. Like there's a there's a potential for that. He might actually die in prison. I don't think he should, because like I say, everybody involved was fully conscious of what they were doing, or fully aware of what they were doing. And them parents were fully aware of what they were doing. The young girls were fully aware of what they were doing. Everybody was aware of what was going on. And you know, to try to make it seem like he was running some some racketeering thing, I'm like. 
hitting them with the man. What is it? The, what is the, the man act of transporting girls across state lines or something like that? I wonder, does the man act, does that apply to boys? If you were to transport boys across straight st uh, state lines, or is that just for girls? Like, I, I need to look into that. I don't know. But anyways, I personally don't think he need to be in prison for the rest of his life because, you know, I know everybody likes to throw out the P word, the pedophile word. Well, technically it's not, I don't think it's really classified. You know, I think when most people think of pedophilia, they think of young, young, young kids, you know, like, like, you know, like infants all the way up to like, like, uh, hold up, somebody's calling me. Infants all the way up to like some nine-year-olds, you know, a 15-year-old girl, 16-year-old girl. I don't think there's really pedophilia. Like I said, that's, that's, that's the whole statutory thing, but, um, still. If you could trust a 15, 16 year old to go out, because look, my son, he's 15. He's about to learn how to drive a car. So we can trust 15 year olds to drive cars, <laughs> right? You could trust a 15 year old to drive a three, four, 5,000 pound vehicle up and down the streets, right? You trust that person to go out there and not kill somebody on the road, right? Or kill themselves. But all of a sudden, when it comes to them engaging in relations with somebody that's a legal adult, all of a sudden, they don't have the mental wherewithal to make a make a conscious decision, right? It's it's kind of weird how society is, but that's the way that's the way the law currently is set up, right? It's all about that hard line. I don't know. So now Kel's got to go pay the price. I don't want to see him be in jail for the rest of his life, but you know, it might. It kind of looks like it could possibly go that way. You know what I mean? But I'm still going to listen to his old music. TP2, 12 playing Chocolate Factory, baby. And Mr. Biggs. <laughs> Kels, you know, that music was slapping back in the day. Them 18 and 19 year olds got it rough if they're messing with a 17 or 16 year old. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, you know, my cousin got caught up in it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I don't, he didn't go to jail. Like I said, I don't know what happened to prevent him from going to jail, but I know he got put on probation. He was on probation for like 10 years. And he had to go register as a sex offender and all that crap. And I don't know all the ins and outs. I've never been on that list, and I'm never trying to be on that list. But I know it was bad because he couldn't find a job. And so my uncle, uh, my uncle had to start a business just to employ his son. You know, this is my uncle, the one that I was telling you all about that, that owns the Amazon delivery trucks. Well, like I say, long, uh, probably like 20 years ago, this is when it's, when it's all, damn, it's been that long? Probably like 15, 20 years ago was when this all happened. And so my uncle ended up opening up a, a hot dog stand outside of a, a Home Depot. And he did that so that he can hire his son and have his son have a job. Um, that hot dog stand ended up making over $100,000 a year. <laughs> You know, it, it was it was weird. He, he he started up a hot dog stand just so we can give his son an opportunity to earn money. But being that they were positioned right outside of a Home Depot where contractors are coming and going and they're buying food all. You know, you go in there, buy some wood, you come out, get a hot dog. My uncle ended up making like that little hot dog stand ended up generating over one hundred thousand dollars a year until he uh, I think he I think he ended up selling it or something like that. But uh, but that's that's what ended up happening. But my, my cousin had to work that hot dog stand. Now, he wasn't your, you know, obviously he wasn't, you know, getting paid minimum wage or nothing like that, but he had a real hard time trying to find a job because because he was messing with this girl. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like he was out there abusing a chick. It was just like it was just the shorty he knew from around the way or whatever. And it was only like two or three years within age, but that cutoff line. And then him getting caught in the act by the parents, you know, <laughs> just kind of messed it all up. You say my uncle a real one? Yeah. No, I mean, my uncle, man, I mean, look, we all knew what it was. I mean, like I say, I, I wasn't living with him, so obviously because, you know, they were living in Jacksonville, but that's his son. Like I say, we all could see what it was, but I think it was more so the fact, listen, if my cousin had just been messing with the girl, slobbing on her, kissing on her, dating, I don't think it would have been a problem or nowhere near as big of a problem from the girl's parents. But being that, they actually caught him in the bed with the girl, just 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 dusting off. Now imagine you're the parents of this girl. 
when you walk into her room or whatever, you hit, you hit, you hear, you hear your little daughter's headboard beating up against the wall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imagine you're the parents. You're like, you're probably gonna be thinking, oh hell no. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But he ended up getting caught up, but it didn't ruin his life altogether. Like I said, he's doing straight now. He's he's good. He's married, got a kid, got a nice job. I think he just bought a house or he's on the verge of buying a house. So he's straight. He's he's in his 30s now. But this happened when he was like 19. So but he had a father, my uncle, who uh, you know, grew up in a two-parent household. <laughs> but he had a father that gave a damn about him who was willing to invest, like, all right, son, we're gonna go out there and try to f- solve this problem. I'm gonna go start a damn business and you're gonna work, you're gonna work in this business. I'm gonna sell hot dogs. Like I say, just so happened the hot dog stand ended up generating like a hundred thousand plus a year because they had it set up in the parking lot of a Home Depot. And look, I've been to plenty of Home Depots. Every t- every time I come out there, there's always somebody selling food. There's always a line of people out there getting food. So I was like, oh, it's not a bad idea. But yeah, my cousin was fortunate. Everybody's not fortunate. You know what I mean? But I think the most fortunate thing about it was my cousin had a father in his life that gave a damn about him. You know what I mean? That was willing to help him solve this problem to the best of his abilities and get him back on the right track instead of just tossing him out there saying, oh, you messed up, or just not even being around, not even caring. You know what I mean? Like so many, so many other black people got going on in their lives, but they don't have a father like that. Because I guarantee if my uncle wasn't around, you know, my cousin would probably be in jail. Yeah, his life would be all kind of tore up from that. Like I don't, I don't think I, I highly doubt he would have recovered as good as he did without the aid of his father. Yeah, it was a hot dog stand. Bit. Like I said, it wasn't nothing fancy. They were just selling hot dogs and sodas. But I keep saying it. They were in front of a. They had a deal. They, they were allowed to set up shop in front of a Home Depot. And if you know anything about Home Depot or Lowe's. Those is people coming and going all day long. All them, all them, uh, pe- them, the people who build your houses and work on your houses, they get hungry, man. <laughs> they go in there and buy some two by fours and come out there and, and buy a hot dog and a soda with the quickness. So they was they was making mad cheese off that. But anyways, R. Kelly though, man, this is not black people's fault. This is R. Kelly's fault for putting himself in this predicament. All right. Uh, let me, somebody, hold up. I'm trying to wait for the question to pop up. Somebody says, nah, so my uncle did 20 years in the Army, right? He was the one, when I joined, he was still in the military. He was, like, on the verge of retiring. He was the one who talked me out of joining the infantry and going into IT. So he's the one, like I say, I, I want to go into the infantry. I was like, let me go, because this is right after 9-11. I wanted to go kick some doors in and, and 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 just start kicking the door, waving the four four. I wanted to be on some stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, "Nah, you need to go learn. You need to go learn tech, IT, get you a job in the military so you can have a life after the military." Because he had already because he was on the verge of retiring when I was coming in. But uh, anyways, he uh, he did something. He was working for some other company, but then when his son got caught up, that's when he took whatever money he had and started that hot dog business. Like I say, he had that hot dog business probably for about six, seven years. And he had grew it to where it was making $100,000 a year. Then the monies he took from that, you know, he saved it up, did whatever. And then you're, and then you know, I think he went back to, I think he ended up selling it and then going back to working a regular job. But then the opportunity came up a couple of years ago, about four or five years ago, to go into the Amazon delivery truck business. And, um, I want to say like two, three years ago, he got approved to be an Amazon, open up the Amazon delivery business where the blue trucks are driving around. So now that business, he has about 40 people that work at his company that drive the trucks, like 40 drivers. And that business probably makes him well over a million dollars a year. Guarantee it does. Well over a million. And now he's in the process of, so I was telling you, so he got that. And I was talking, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, as a matter of fact, and he, he was telling me about it. So he was like, he told me he's thinking about open. He, he's on the verge of opening up his own auto mechanic shops. So I was like, "What you doing, Amazon?" He was like, "Yeah, that's the reason why I want to open up my own auto mechanic shop." I was like, "Why?" He was like, 
He was like, dude, I pay roughly $200,000 a year just to get my trucks fixed. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, these drivers be out here. People be hitting my trucks. They be damaging my trucks. He said it cost me like 200 racks a year just to keep my vehicles maintained and fixed. So he was like, why don't I just open up my own auto mechanic shop and fix my own crap? <laughs> and then he started telling me about he found this, this other couple they own this black couple that owns a mechanic shop that was kind of uh losing money or whatever so he my uncle positioned them where he would like try to buy like 60 to get like 60 percent of the business because he was going to turn their whole business around because basically what he did he got his uh, accountant or cpa had them pull their books and figure out where they were losing money and what they need to do to turn this thing around but then he basically went in there and offered them something like give me 60 percent of the business because and y'all keep 40 because what he was, he's going to bring his whole fleet of trucks over there where they're going to be in there fixing the trucks. In addition to that, he's in the process of getting certified to uh, fix um, Tesla vehicles because you can't just take a Tesla to a regular auto mechanic shop. You got to be Tesla certified to work on those cars. So he's about to be one of the few either within his his area, North Florida you know, Jacksonville and all that or within the entire state that is qualified to work on Tesla vehicles. So now he'll have his own shop set up that's already in place to where he can take his vehicles over there instead of him coughing out $200,000 a year in maintenance on all his vehicles. He just take them to his own shop and have them fix it. And now he can also bring in Teslas and start working on them as well from this one shop that I think he's about to have like 60% of the ownership in the business. Because you know, people were because uh, I asked him, I was like, I was like, they were cool with that. He was like, yeah. He was like, I'm turning their business around and I'm bringing them more business. It's like, you know, it's only fair. <laughs> I'm doing all the work for them. They just got the spot I need. So that's what he's doing. But he's well worth. He's worth well over a million now. So he's good, and his son's good. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's that. So. It's R. Kelly's fault, ladies and gentlemen. R. Kelly's fault. No need to feel sad. No need to figure out if the feds is coming for you. Look, if you're out there messing with the youngins, you have crossed the uh, that, that hard line. Even though these girls are out there making decisions. Because look, I've seen it in high school all the time. When I was in high school, there were so many chicks in high school that did not want to date me or people that were our age. All they wanted to date was older dudes. Dudes in college dudes that was in their 20s they would be picking them up from school driving them to school they'd be driving their 23 year old boyfriend's car like we've seen this all the time this ain't no new phenomena you know what i'm saying this this has been going on for since forever <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's just now we've entered this era of hyper wokeness and hyper feels and you know People are looking a little side eye at this, especially if you are a person of notoriety. Because I keep telling you, average dudes, y'all ain't really got to worry about it to this degree. Yeah, you got to worry about some stuff out there in the dating market, but y'all be out here comparing y'all sell the celebrities like like y'all got celebrity fame and bank accounts. It's like, mm, I don't think it's really going to go down all the way like that for you. I mean, it can, but I'm just saying. But you know, this, this is where we live at these days. If you're not out there messing with the babies, the minors, regardless of if they want to mess with you and if they're doing everything in their power to pursue you, like that one chick, uh, that one chick that wrote a book about Kells, how she was, uh, she did everything. Hey, what up, sub? That one chick, that one chick, hey, y'all go sub to sub zero, man. But that one chick, um, she wrote a book talking about how she did everything in her power to come after R. Kelly. Like she, she, she was damn near stalking this dude where knew where he was going to be. And then when she found out he was having a concert in her city, she, she uh, went all out to make sure she got front row tickets, tweeting at R Kelly, you know, just doing everything in her power to make sure that she was in his line of sight. So this girl was fully aware of what she was doing when she was pursuing him. Right. So we can't sit here and act like these girls didn't know. But the problem is the law doesn't care about that. The law says, currently as it stands, Kells, you're on this side of the, the hard line and they're on this side. Who, who cares if she made a decision? Who cares if this girl can go out there and drive cars up and down the street and do all this other stuff legal adults can do? 
when it comes to this particular activity, you're on you're you're this age and she's that age. And unfortunately, that's 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 kind of why he's caught up. Should he spend the rest of his life in prison? Hell to the gnaw. Are they gonna try to make him spend the rest of his life in prison? Hell to the yeah, they're gonna try to make an example out of him. Am I gonna stop listening to his old music? Hell no. I'm I might as soon as I get rid of this live stream, I'm gonna go start bumping some R. Kelly. <laughs> I'm gonna go put some TP2 on. But that's just kind of how it is, man, unfortunately. Um, like I said, I'm not one of these dudes that thinks it's gonna affect everybody and like our black society and those. Kel should have learned his lesson. After he beat his first case, he should have hit the brakes. It was like, I ain't messing with nobody that ain't got a damn 10-year-old child. <laughs> Everybody, every woman that got a 10-year-old kid, I know you at least, you got to be at least 25. <laughs> nah, man, he, he couldn't, he couldn't leave them, them young tenders alone. Well, here we are. Anyways, uh, that's pretty much my thoughts on this. That's pretty much my thoughts on this. A lot of those younger girls that mess with grown men are burnt out already. Um, I think that's subjective. I guess that that how that depends on what your your definition of burnt out means. Um, you mean like they ran through? I mean, look, you might have something that ran through. I don't know. It just depends. You say I remember the D boys dating girls on my high yeah look we used to see that all the like I, listen i'm trying to tell you dude i when i was in high school there were plenty of chicks who didn't want to give me the time of day because i was 15 16 years old they wanted them older dude and then we we're always told girls mature faster than boys y'all ever heard that that expression before girls mature faster than boys you know i've been hearing that all my damn life right so they wanted them the older dudes but then again, I can't really sit here and be like, you know, the, the men are wrong because I was 16 years old messing with a 23, 24-year-old. The second girl I ever slept with, she was a grown woman, and she pursued me. And, you know, well, she tried to holler at me, and I was like, hell yeah, let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. We got it. <laughs> but I'm not going to be out here filing some Me Too's on it because I wanted it. I knew what I was doing. Well, I was conscious of what I was doing. But, you know, it's, it's just different when it's a guy, when it's an older guy and a younger girl. You know what I'm saying? Nobody cares about, because this happened to my cousin. My cousin, uh, one of my, well, my other cousin, he got, he got caught messing with one of his high school teachers. And I seen, I seen what the teacher looked like. I was like, good God, I would have messed with her too. <laughs> his teacher was kind of, I was like, damn, you hit that? I'm looking at my cousin. He was like 16 years old when this happened. You know, I seen the teacher. She was like 24. I was like, damn, cuz you hit that. And I know I'm dead ass wrong for saying that, but I'm just like, shit. If I was his age, I would have been trying to knock it off too. I mean, that's what we was doing. <laughs> Young, dumb, and full of cum. You, you just had to try to knock everything out off the freaking wall. I think she ended up getting fired. I don't know whatever happened to her. I know she got fired. I don't know if she ever went to jail or whatever the case may be, but whatever. But, um, so, you know, I was in that situation, too, when I was 16. I had an older woman pursuing me. And that wasn't the first time. I had an older woman pursue me before that, when I was, like, 14. Uh, she used to make advances at me. But, you know, at 14, I was, like, you know, still, I was, like, eighth, ninth grade. I was still kind of, like, oh, like, what the hell? You know, I was, I was kind of shell-shocked, like, really? But then when I turned 16, it was on. <laughs> I turned 16, I had matured a little bit more. It was it was it was time to get it cracking. So I was in that position, but like I say, the, the thing was, I knew what I was doing. I knew it was, I knew it was uh illegal. I knew, but I also knew that well, if we if we get caught, I'm not getting in trouble. I mean, I knew this at 16 years old. She knew this because the girl this is before we had cell phones. She used to call my house. She used to she used to call my house, and then my mother would pick up the phone. She would try to disguise her voice to make it sound like she was younger than what she was. All right. Now, it, it's kind of weird because, you know, I'm, I'm 41. I look at a 23, 24 year old now. They all look like children. They all look like kids to me. They all look like little teenagers, just slightly older teenagers. But just imagine being 16 and you got a girl that's 23, 24 years old. That's, she's like a, she's like on 
she's on full-blown grown woman status to a 16 year old you know what i'm saying so anyways she, she would call the house my mom would pick up the phone and she would she would like literally be trying to disguise her voice to make it sound like she was younger than what she was even though i think back on it now i think she had like a young sounding voice to begin with but i guess she was trying to make it sound even young it was, i don't know what the hell she was doing but she knew what she was doing she knew damn well she was she was going to be in trouble if anything if if, if uh if anybody found out to include her boy because she had a boyfriend too <laughs> she had a boyfriend too so she knew she was dead ass wrong but you know I wasn't going to get in trouble either way it went. No matter how much I was involved in it, I wasn't going to get in trouble because I was the minor. And it's the same way with these girls and Kells. They're the minors. They can, they can go out there and do whatever they want. They ain't going to legally get in trouble because technically the law is on their side as far as that's concerned. So, yeah, that's a great example. Cue from uh, Juice. Y'all never seen the movie Juice with um, uh, Mike Epps and Tupac. Q was messing with a, a grown woman. He was in high school messing with a grown. I was I was literally in that situation. I was literally in that situation messing with a grown woman. But nobody cares when it's a, a young boy doing it with an older woman. That's it's encouraged. Would I encourage my sons to do it? No. You know, listen, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, because, you know, my son, is he's, he's about the age that I was when I started going out there doing my thing, right? So my son, he turned, my son, he turned 16 next year. And I think about that. I'm like, man, what if my, what if I find out my son is messing with a 24-year-old woman? How would I feel? How, what would I, what would I say? Would I, would I sound like a hypocrite to tell him not to do that? Now think about it. Because I'm like, I did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I did it. Part of me is going to be like, Leave my kid alone. You know, I got to I got to do the responsible thing. But then I'm not even gonna sit here in front. There's gonna be a part of me that's gonna be like, "You the man, son." You know, I mean, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Even though I shouldn't, but I'm like, I did that too. And then you know, the old some of my older friends or whatever when they found out because I told my friends, <laughs> I told my buddies, they was they was dapping me up. I was the man out in the streets for a hot little minute when I was messing with her. But anyways, I don't encourage that. I don't encourage that. So that's my official statement. Leave the babies alone. Leave the youngins alone. Anyways, uh, shout out to uh, everybody in the chat. Uh, I'm still going to go play some R. Kelly, but hey, he got to go sit down. I don't feel bad for him. I don't know R. Kelly personally. I just know his music. I think he's one of the greatest R&B singers of all time, in my personal opinion. Well, I don't know. I think he's wrote a lot of great songs, but he's a great musician. I don't think there's anybody that can beat him in the verses <laughs> other than the law. Um, other than that, you know, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't think I don't think this this isn't black society's fault. This isn't going to impact black men. This is only impacting him. If you're a black man, you're not out there messing with underage girls, especially in this day and age. You don't have anything to worry about. I don't know what else to tell y'all. All right. Y'all be safe out there. Peace.